In today's show, we're looking ahead to Thursday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We're looking ahead to Thursday's action in the NBA. Let's start it off with the first game, the Clippers and the Hornets. Last game, Reggie Jackson moved to the bench. Patrick Beverly started. Jackson played under 20 minutes. Is that going to be what happens from now on? I think he's a drop regardless, but I want to see how they use him. And I also want to see how Rajan Rondo fits into that mix. Rondo, a really solid assists and steals streamer for the rest of the week. And uh, he's playing at a, at a decently high level. Definitely much better than he was when he was with Atlanta. For Charlotte, Cody Zeller, really two good games in a row. Will they go to a biombo zeller center combination to match up with Ivica Zubats and probably DeMarcus Cousins? Or will we play a little bit more small with PJ Washington Jr. out there? Zeller's numbers and minutes have been higher than Biombo's lately, so I want to see how they use him. Of course, we don't have Miles Bridges. We don't have Gordon Haywood. So Jalen McDaniels will get another start. His minutes have been fluctuating. He occasionally has a good game. He has some poor ones. He can be a streamer, but I want to see how they use him in this one. And that ties in, again, to how much they use Zeller at center and Biombo versus PJ Washington there. The next game is the Bucks and the Pacers. Dante DiVincenzo is playing at a really, really high level at the moment. So let's hope he can continue that. With the way that the standings are shaking out and the way the Nets with a big win on Tuesday, the Bucks are going to have to keep winning if they want to push into the two seed. So I imagine these guys are going to have to play. And then we want to watch what Bobby Portis' minutes are. Now, last game, you know, a pretty comfortable win against the Magic. He played and had a nice double-double. But in games that are tough and uh, games that are close, he doesn't play that much. I don't think he's anything more than a deeper league guy. For the Pacers last game, they did start Justin Holiday um, with the absences of guys like Malcolm Brogdon and Aaron Holiday and Ed Sumner. Uh, we've got Brogdon, Sumner, Lamb all out again. It's whether Justin or Aaron gets the start. Holiday did put together one, or Justin Holiday did put together one of his best games in recent times, but he's no more than a deeper league player. Well, I just also want to watch Karis LeVert, who is really thriving in this lead guard role, and he's going to get that opportunity again. Big minutes, big usage, good ball handling with Brogdon out, and him and Sabonis are basically just running things for the Pacers. The next game, we look at the Magic and the Hawks. Flaming Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner, um, really good game. Double-double last game. He's going to continue to start at power forward, you would imagine. But let's see um, what the minutes look like. Sometimes it's him. Sometimes it's Brozdakis who gets the majority of the minutes there. But I think Wagner is at least a stream option. Well, RJ Hampton was a little bit poor in the last game. He'd been playing really well prior to that. Let's see what he's able to do against the Hawks team that clinched the playoffs today. DeAndre Hunter should return from Atlanta. He's not a pickup. I think his minutes are going to be pretty limited. But let's see how he looks. He looked pretty good in his first game back. And then John Collins, two really big games in a row against the Wizards. And now he gets to take on the, the other... Uh, the other fantasy-based team, the other magical team, and that is the Orlando Magic. Can Collins put up another big performance? But there is real blowout risk in this one. 
Next up, it is the Sixers and the Heat. I want to watch Tyrese Maxey because I've been super impressed with what he's been doing now. Usually the big games from Maxey have come when someone's out, Simmons, Embiid, Curry, Korkmaz, whatever. But Korkmaz and Milton are both uh, probable and uh, Thibault and Embiid are both questionable. So they could all be back and Maxey may not play. I want to see how they utilize Maxi, And also want to watch Dwight Howard, especially if Joel Embiid is out. If he's not, though, Howard can still come in and be a rebound streamer in that time. For the Heat, we know that Victor Oladipo is out for the season, so that it does help Tyler Hero a little bit. Um, but last game, Hero was really boosted by the fact that Jimmy Butler uh, didn't play in the second half without eye injury. Now, there's no expectation that Butler's going to miss um, this game. He is officially listed as questionable, but I, I believe he will play. So that's going to have an impact on Hero. Well, Trevor Ariza was pretty poor last time for Miami. He is a 12-team stream option. And again, this time of the year, like you're streaming in and trying to get the categories you need, I think Ariza's a pretty solid option. The Spurs and the Knicks are back-to-back -back for San Antonio. I do want to cast my eye on Devin Vassell. I think there's a real chance he's a starter in the NBA next season. Um, with, with my expectation that DeMar DeRozan moves on and they can put Vassell at the three next to White and Murray. Um, but let's see how he looks. He's had a couple of ups and a couple of downs here in his little stretch since White's been out. I also want to watch Rudy Gay. Number one, do they play him? It is a back-to-back. -back. There's five games this week. They are still needing to, to solidify where they are in the standings. Um, they haven't officially been guaranteed a play-in spot yet, so I think they're going to have to push Gay, but let's see how it looks. And then Derek Rose, who's playing an absolute shit ton of minutes, and he's playing at a really, really high level. Let's see what he's able to produce once again. Now, there is a chance that Burks and quickly return, so maybe they can ease the load on Derek. Well, Nerland's Noel, a um, bit disappointing in the last game for Noel, but I still feel confident about him starting and producing pretty good defensive stats in this matchup against San Antonio. The Kings and the Grizzlies. DeLon Wright, one of the best fantasy players in the NBA at the moment. Amazingly, putting up some really, really good numbers. And he should have that opportunity again with no De'Aaron Fox, no Tyrese Halliburton. While Mo Harkless is an excellent steals and blocks streamer. But the last few games, he's been bringing the defensive stats as well. Oh, sorry, the offensive stats. He's been scoring pretty well. And with um, absences to guys like Harrison Barnes and Marvin Bagley, who are both doubtful, there's another opportunity for Harkless to get his offensive usage up. For the Grizzlies, they will welcome back um, Jaron Jackson Jr., but Jonas Valanciunas is still listed as questionable. Jonas Vasilinovansas. So with Jackson back, I do imagine that Desmond Bain comes off the bench and Kyle Anderson plays at the three, but how Bain gets used in that mix with Brooks and Melton is something to watch. Bain can be a three-point stream ball. Anderson's playing at a pretty high level majority of games at the moment, and his value hasn't really been impacted too much by Jaron's return. The Nuggets and the Wolves, Monty Morris will be back. Um, we hope he'll be back anyway. Um, well, he is back already, but he will be back on a, a small, smaller role. But he is listed as questionable as he returns from that hamstring. We know Farton Will Barton is out. So that's just going to mean we're going to get a lot of Faku. Again, Faku is a must-roster player. And the other guy to watch here for me is Jermichael Green, who's playing at a high level. 20-plus minutes for like eight consecutive games. He played 32 two games ago. He is a name to watch as a stream option for, for rebounds and some blocks and occasionally can hit some threes. For the Timberwolves. Always intrigued to see what Anthony Edwards can do. I get the feeling that what he's doing here at the moment might leave uh, might lead us to seeing him overdrafted next season. I think that's a possibility, but he's been impressive. Rebounds, assists, steals, um, improved efficiency, good, great scoring. And I also want to watch Ricky Rubio, who's playing at a higher level too. Now, he's been very up and down over the last month. Let's see if he can continue to keep the minutes high and the production high in another matchup for uh, Minnesota. 
The next game we look at is the Raptors and the Bulls. The Raptors, they've put the queue in the rack a while ago. So they're going to have no Van Vliet, no Lowry, no Siakam, no Ananobi. And then also no Chris Boucher after he came back one game from a knee sprain and played 37 minutes. He's out again for injury recovery. If he doesn't play again this season, I'm going to rip this organization hugely and they do not care. But that's fine. Jalen Harris is a name I want to watch. 29 and 25 minutes in the last two games. There's no Hood. There's no Watson either. So the bench guard rotation is pretty low. He's going to play a lot. And I'm impressed with what he's done. Well, if you're looking for some assists and steals, DeAndre Bembry can be an option there as well. He'll get some minutes at the two. He'll get some minutes at the three also. For the Bulls, Kobe White who is locked into that starting role, it appears, for the rest of the year. They are still fighting for the play-in, even though it is pretty unlikely. White is going to put up, I think, some pretty solid numbers. While I don't believe that Thad Young is a must-roster player, he is struggling, and he's coming off the bench at the moment. He can turn into a big game. There's no doubt about that, but the recent production hasn't been there. Last game we look at, Blazers' sons. Back-to-back for Portland. Um, I don't think it's going to be any sort of you know, pushover win or loss either way. So Nurkic's minute should be pretty good. And uh, Carmelo Anthony will be returning. Um, well, he returned on Thursday. or Sorry, on Wednesday, so he should be all right. But he's a guy to look at in terms of points and threes streaming. For the Suns, Jay Crowder started the last game, which was excellent. He should remain starting. And he remains a nice three-pointer and steals stream option. While McCall Bridges struggled in that last game, but he'd been performing at an unbelievably high level prior to that. And let's see if he can get that back on track. In terms of streams for category leagues, Malachi Flynn, Terrence Davis in Sacramento, Chemezi Metu, who'll be a starter again for the Kings, Stan Johnson and Yuta Watanabe in Toronto. And you can throw in guys like Jalen Harris in that mix as well. And for points leagues, we're looking at Flynn, Birch, Metu, Gary Trent, um, and RJ Hampton as some points league options. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. While on YouTube, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit that thumbs up, and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.